Hello, you wonderful and beautiful listeners. His name is Aaron, and he is the leading cause of gingivitis. And his name is Tommy, and he still can't believe it's not butter. And this is the Super Pod Saga. Pod Saga, episode seventeen of of this journey. If if you're a a first time listener, this podcast is the podcast where Aaron and I bring a different video game topic to the table every week, and we discuss it until there is nothing left to discuss about it. That's right. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this topic until it's just we're beating a dead horse, basically. Like, yeah, essentially. Yeah, we beat the dead horse of every single video game topic. Until there are no horses left. <laughs> uh, what's yeah. what's Aaron? Aaron picked the topic this week, and what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about the PlayStation One because that was just a wild and wacky era for video games. Yeah, I'm excited. I I have a lot to talk about with when we our first very first episode was about the Wii, and for that one, I had more memories than like. Uh, more memories of playing it than than the experience around it and i feel like with the playstation it's the opposite i have more memories of the experience around it than actually playing all the games for it oh yeah yeah about the same too it, it was just oh gosh there's so much so much cool stuff we're gonna talk about is truly a wild and wacky time yes what where are we going first Aaron? so, so the first is just basically how the, the playstation came to be which was um basically when around the time of the super nintendo um sony and, and nintendo were going to collaborate and make this like like a cd-rom peripheral for the snes kind of like the, the sega cd um but then N- nintendo went all nah dog and they didn't want to and then playstation was like well fuck you then and then they made their own console and it just ended up blasting them out of the water maybe two or three generations in a row I remember reading about that in college, how it was like the, was it the Sony, it was the Nintendo PlayStation, and yeah. there was one prototype that exists in the world, and I thought it was like fake. I was like, that just sounds, that's like the two, two of the biggest guys working together in the, in the 90s, and I was like, what? No, that didn't happen. But it did. They were, we almost had a Nintendo PlayStation. It's, it's, well, it's, it's also kind of cool too, is that one, like the, the prototype, actually surfaced on ebay Mm -hmm. i think like a year ago or something like that and it sold for obviously a shit ton of money because yeah nintendo or playstation fans would would definitely pay shit tons of money just to have that in their collection like oh have you ever played a a, a nintendo playstation neither have i but i have it yeah there's like obviously the booming video game collecting market but that's like a real genuine collectible yeah oh my gosh um, but yeah, no, that, that generation, well, I guess the, the PlayStation in general was just, it, it was like the wild, wild west of gaming because as far as games go, I felt like Sony was all just like, they were throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what stuck. They were just like, hey, if you got a game, we'll make it and we'll release it. Yeah, I, sure I have a question for you, which is something that kind of blew my mind when I read about it. This is something new I learned while just reading about the PlayStation. So... I want you to name a video game developed by Sony for the PlayStation. Uh, I'd probably have to look that. There up. isn't one. What, or 
Really? Yeah, they it's all third parties. They signed they uh, signed Psygnosis, but that's not that's not an internal developer. They didn't have any internally developed games for the PlayStation. Like just think about all the PlayStation games. They're all third parties. Really? Isn't that crazy? Oh. Was Oh, I guess yeah. I was I was looking at Twisted Metal because I thought for sure that was, but nope, it was developed by a single track. Yeah. They they just went to like wow. hundreds of developers in Japan and America and were like, "You want to make make games for this cuz we'll we'll publish whatever." Yeah, like you said, whatever you want. But they never made any games themselves for the PlayStation. That's that's so crazy. Well, yeah, and then and then now that's like all they do yeah. is just yeah. That's why you get a PlayStation is for the Sony developed games. Oh man, I remember there there were just there were way too many weird games to talk about, but like one of my favorite ever to talk about with uh with the PS one is L S D Dream Simulator. That thing is just have you heard about that one time? Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple YouTubers play it. It's just it's just it's crazy. Honestly, it's scary to me. That's just a scary looking experience. And it's, Un- it's different unsettling every time too. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Um, that's way advanced for the time. The, I guess yeah. A lot of their weird games were like that too. Because there's also one. Um, let me find the title again. Uh, Deception Invitation. Or no. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's right. Yep. Uh, Deception Invitation to Darkness. Basically, like you're you're in charge of this big ass castle, and people are always trying to break into it. And basically, you, the player, have to stop people from breaking into it, like knights and shit like that. So you have to like set up traps and stuff, and it's so it's like a tower defense, kind of. But they're all inside of your castle oh. mansion thing. I feel bad because my PlayStation growing up, I literally only remember Crash Bandicoot games. It was we had every Crash Bandicoot, Crash Team Racing, Crash Bash. And I don't remember playing anything else. And like growing up, seeing everyone's love for the PlayStation being the endless JRPGs and and uh, Twisted Metal, Tomb Raider, Metal Gear Solid, and I was like, man, I Spyro. yeah, Spyro. I didn't play any of those, but I loved my PlayStation for Crash Bandicoot. Well, that's fun too. I mean, that, that's that's probably what a lot of people got their PlayStation for was for Crash Bandicoot. Cause the, yeah, that was the era of him trying to. The era Basically of topple Mario. Mario, not Mario. <laughs> Jesus, trying to topple Mario. That was fun. That was that was fun. Um, competitor rivalries. I don't. So like, do you have any memories of being like, oh man, Sony is entering the video game space? Because I don't. But apparently, like that was obviously the thing. Is like Sony's making a console. But like my memories are just this thing exists and it plays plays games. Cool. Yeah, I I don't remember either. I think that was like around the time the PlayStation came out. I was I was way too young to understand what was even happening with video games. I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, video games, goo goo gaga." I, I press it. buttons and it does things. <laughs> Red man jump and die. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of, just another sign of how different video games were back then. It uh, it released. In December 1994 in Japan and September 1995 in America and Europe, so that's like nine months later. That just could not happen. Whole baby later. Whole baby later. We had to cook in that oven. We had to wait for the North American version to be birthed. 
What uh did you ever use the little uh little user menu thing in, in the PlayStation? Yeah, when you like didn't put a disc in. Yeah, oh my god, that's the most nineties thing I've ever seen. It reminded me of the of those uh those like fast food cups that you would get in the nineties. They were like teal and they had that stripe going through them. Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, jazz. The name of that design is Jazz. Okay, yeah, that, that, it <laughs> reminds me of that. And, like, that's the most the most 90s thing I can re- remember as well. Everything about the PlayStation is so 90s. Like, the advertisements to the... I, I've talked about it before, but that demo disc that just had the off-brand Metallica shredding music throughout the whole, the whole video of games. I was like, yeah! It was also, uh, uh, again, into the whole... Uh, toppling Mario thing. It was also there was so so many different like platforming mascot characters trying to trying to become like the next Sonic and like Mario and shit like that. Because like there was what there was Jersey Devil, <laughs> Mort the Chicken, um, oh Punky Skunk. There was just there was a, a bunch. I don't oh know any gosh. of those. You could just be making these up. Um, no, I. That they're all. <laughs> I only know them because of uh, because of Nitro Rad Thunder too. Uh, I just love that. That was the thing. Like you got a console, you have to have a platformer mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. That's true. Nothing else matters. But I guess yeah, Crash kind of kind of became their their Mario. I mean, was, yeah, they were pretty good. And and the thing with Crash too was it was like more difficult. It was for adults, not little babies like Mario. It was actually challenging and like almost painfully challenging at points. The, the emphasis on the painful part. I remember getting so goddamn pissed over that game so many times. Like especially like the bonus levels. Those. those oh my gosh. Like you, you spawn into them, jump once and then die, and I'd just be like, okay, well that happened. Yeah, and then you can't save your game. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> have, have I talked about that on the show? The the ridiculous need way to save games in Crash Bandicoot? I don't think so. Oh man, get this kids. So you know how games nowadays just auto-save wherever or you can just hit save whenever? <laughs> Not on Crash Bandicoot. Um, in random levels, or like it was it was set, but it wasn't every level. In some levels, hidden throughout the level would be crates that had a bonus icon in it. And going through the level you had to collect three bonus icons and that would warp you to a bonus stage which is just left to right, but there's, like, challenges in between. It's a giant giant pit that you have to make it across by jumping on boxes, usually. And if you make it through that bonus level, then you get to save your game. If you die oh my God. in the bonus level, if you die before collecting things to get to the bonus level, you don't get to save your game. Ugh, that sounds... And the oh, later levels were so hard. So you had to go through that bullshit just to save your game? Yeah. Or you could go back to an earlier level, an earlier bonus stage. That's I'm shaking my head in disgust. It's wild. Even even fucking Donkey Kong Country lets you just save right there on the world map. What? Yeah. Why crash? Why crash? Why? <laughs> but um, the save icons for PlayStation games, in when you would go into the menu and just see them all spinning around, those were all super Ooh. cool. That's super nineties. Yes. That that's all. Yeah. Um. What was also super cool was the you could pop in like a CD and play it on there too with, with yep. that Super 90s interface and you could pop in like Nickelback or, or No Doubt or whatever the whatever the hell you had at the time. I had Nickelback <laughs> and uh, No Doubt. Wait, this is in the 90s, right? Gosh, yes. I didn't have CDs yet. <laughs> oh, 
only got CDs uh, as like stocking stuffers, and there were ones that I didn't like. I didn't, I didn't want. Like I think I told you about the Backstreet Boys one I got for Christmas yep. as a stocking stuffer once. Yep. I had uh, the. Nickelback. Yep. I had the cassette to the soundtrack of uh, um, Space Jam. That's what I listened oh. to in the '90s on my little cassette player. God damn, that's a good one. <laughs> that's '90s right there. Cool boy. If 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 you wanna jam. Goddamn. Um, um, what was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, uh, in reversing, too, you could put PlayStation discs in your CD player and listen to music from the games. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. I had a NASCAR 99 or something, and I put it in my CD player just for fun, and it played the soundtrack of the game. That's cool as fuck. Right? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Double duty. Um... Wait, and, it, and so so all you played on that was uh, was Crash Bandicoot. And now I'm remembering NASCAR, NASCAR. and MLB '99, obviously. Which shout out to people listening to this. Please go to the Super Pod Saga YouTube channel and watch Aaron attempt to play MLB '99. <laughs> I and was... you can see, and and you, and you can see Tommy playing one of the the weirdest other PS1 games. No one can stop Mr. Domino. That one's not as important. I was crying at work while watching Aaron play MLB 99. It didn't make it clear that I didn't assign a team to my myself. <laughs> it did. It, it did. It, 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 was, it was right there. You just had to move left or right. You just kept the controllers in the middle, and you're like, play. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to play the fucking game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Crash Bandicoot games, and I remember MLB, and I remember NASCAR. I remember... Um... So we got our first, or we got our, our PlayStation One from uh, my stepdad. Used to work at this trucking company in, in Akron, and mm. uh, one of the guys was like, "Hey, I'll give you this big black box with a PlayStation full of just random ass games for a hundred bucks." And he was like, "Hell yeah!" So we had, what was it? We had Final Fantasy Seven and Eight, oh, uh, Resident Evil One and Two. There was a lot of random bullshit. Uh, Kingsfield 1 and 2, Darkstone, there was a bunch of stuff, so I played a pretty hefty amount of, of different different odd stuff. My favorite was was Darkstone, not because of it being good, because it was a pile of crap. I remember just blasting spells as soon as I spawned in, and the dude would just be like, I do not have enough mana. And he would say it like that too, like, I do not have enough mana. So you, great. boy, that like, so that really influenced your gaming things, I feel like, especially the Final Fantasies. Oh, Kingsfield, oh, yeah. that was made by FromSoft. Yep, yep. Whoa. They, uh, FromSoft also had uh, another series on the PlayStation called Echo Knight, which were, like, these, like, first-person kind of paranormal survival horror kind of things, too, and th those were pretty great as well, too. I had no idea they were making games back then. I thought they started yeah. with Dark Souls. Look at me being a dummy. You goddamn nerd, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me, the NASCAR, the Crash Bandicoot games were great, but they were difficult. The NASCAR and MLB games like really shaped my sports-loving self growing up because it was like this. Oh, and uh, Madden. I had the Madden with Dante Culpepper on the cover from the Minnesota oh. Vikings, so that was exciting as a kid. But yeah, being able to simulate sports events and just be able to watch quote-unquote sports whenever I want was just huge for me. I would simulate seasons in Madden and like keep track of the stats and the stories, and I would like write game recaps and baseball. I would just, yeah, same thing, just simulating stuff. I 
spent so much time not even really playing the games, but just loving the simulations and the stats and everything. And boy, has that not changed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because what was um in the, in the weird gameplay mechanics? What was that one you were talking about where you had to like it was, it was like like Persona but football, college football. Um, that was more like NCAA. That was, yeah, that was Xbox 360 era. Oh, duh, yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. No, no, it's okay. I forgive you. Yeah, I, I'd say the PlayStation kind of helped shape me then too, because yeah, the uh, the first game I ever bought myself was from the PlayStation One. Obviously, it was Final Fantasy Nine, like I've said in literally every episode of the show, and yeah, then it had a pretty huge impact on me. And then, uh, oh my gosh, um, so another story from my childhood, um, on, the, on the weekends I'd go to my dad's house, uh, he had to work every, every now and again, so he would find somebody to watch us. He dropped us off at a friend's house, um, who had a PlayStation as well, and he had this game called Parasite Eve 2, and me and my, my brother, we were like, oh, this looks fun, and it was like a survival horror RPG kind of thing, but there were these, like, spooky, like, zombie camel things that were charging at us and killed us, and we were like, no, no, we're not playing this anymore, turn it off! <laughs> I, I remember so uh, going to a cousin's house and watching his parents play Final Fantasy VII, and I thought it was the most boring game I had ever seen in my life. It was so much talking and talking and talking, and, like, the combat was just doing menus and they were like wait wait till we do this and they did knights of the round and it took like 20 minutes and i was like i don't really i don't even know what's happening <laughs> oh my gosh it really did take like 20 minutes um oh here's was, here's sorry you go you go i was just gonna say um some of the it's weird too how many how many games or series from that console are also still sort of around today and I say sort of because they keep getting remade and rebooted and stuff but like Twisted Metal that one's still still around Tomb Raider Tomb Raider uh, Crash Bandicoot Gran Turismo yeah Gran Turismo um and then there's just there's a bunch of weird ones we'll get into later but yeah it, it, it's just it's cool that like so many of those uh I, I guess like defining series are still still popping today here, here's something I wrote down about the games on the PlayStation, and I want, I want your opinion. To just like looking at the games that came out on the PlayStation, I feel like the PlayStation is kind of like the turning point where games became more for adults. Because before the PlayStation, it was like Nintendo and Sega, and they were obviously Mario and Sonic, and games were more cartoony. They were more quote-unquote kid-friendly there was obviously serious ones but the main draw of it was like these mario experiences and then playstation mm -hmm. came with like metal gear solid which is like a movie in a game and final fantasy 7 which is a grand adventure and tomb raider and it just felt like it pushed video games into growing up yeah i'd say that too yeah especially like final fantasy especially with uh with seven got pretty damn mature obviously not like rating wise but yeah like storytelling and like tone wise it was pretty grim and then uh yeah there were there were games that they, yeah, they, were, they were definitely more adult oriented on the playstation than they were on the previous generations for sure yeah. um, i agree with that and uh i remember hearing about um this is unrelated but it just popped into my head uh 
game journalists at the time, Final Fantasy VII, like the PlayStation itself, came out in Japan months before it came out in America, so they would have it shipped to them in America, and they would play it in Japanese despite not knowing Japanese. What the hell? Because it was a big deal. It was a it final, like it was getting crazy good review scores in Japan. So they're like, "Well, we gotta play it, even if we don't understand it." Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 insanity. Like the, the story is probably one of the main reasons people love that game so much. Yeah, I've never been able to get into it. I've tried. I'm sorry, people. That's that's all right. It's okay. We still love you. Um, did you ever play? Or uh, I shouldn't. Add, I, we already know you haven't played some of these. But uh, have you ever heard? I should say of uh, of the game called Pepsi Man. Yes, I've seen YouTubers play Pepsi Man. Yes. Oh my god, that's one of those weird games that's just like, it, it's so weird that it exists. Because, because for those that don't know, Pepsi Man used to be the mascot for Pepsi. He would just run, and he would drink a Pepsi. I have no they memory of that. <laughs> I think it was, but no, I think it was in the U.S. U.S. and Japan, I think. But it could be. I yeah, I just don't have any memories of Pepsi Man. It's it's terrifying. But yeah, that's uh, gosh, so many weird games on the PlayStation. I love it. Tommy, I also want you to uh, go on Google or, or Bing or whatever you use. Um, I ask and look up. <laughs> yeah, I go on Dogpile. Sorry. <laughs> um, I want you to look up the game Vib Ribbon. I'm going to actually use Ask Jeeves for this. Vib Ribbon, because we're in the 90s. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, yeah, I should have pulled up... Uh... Oh, I can't think of any other ones from the 90s. I think Dogpile was from the early 2000s. What is this like... Runs through a loop one of the game's basic obstacles. What is this? <laughs> oh, you just look at the images. It's just the wildest and wackiest shit you've ever seen. Like, it doesn't make... I don't any... know, I've seen some wild and wacky stuff. <laughs> and then um oh then there was that game i was telling you about one time in our chat uh hogs of war or hogs of warfare or whatever which is basically like it's um like a third person worms but with pigs and uh and it's it's great oh i love these playstation graphics it's so blocky um what about the what was the the series with the green army men Oh, it was just Army Men, Sarge's Heroes, or something like that. Yeah, that had like 20 games on the PlayStation. They just kept making them. That was like the biggest series in the world around that time. And then it just, it just kind of like wet fart sounded itself into obscurity. People loved it. My cousins had every one of them. We, my brother and I played the one on the N64, and yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, they were just... They just milked the absolute shit out of it until there was nothing left to, to spoot out of it, I guess. The the crazy thing for me that I think people don't remember about the PlayStation is, like, I, we've kind of talked about this before, but the control scheme for games wasn't uh, the same oh, yeah. for every game. So, like, uh, I remember playing shooters, like third-person shooters or first-person shooters, where the stick wasn't invented yet, the right control stick, so to turn left and right you would hold the left and right, L1 and R1, to slowly rotate left and right, and that's just how you controlled it. It did not feel good. Because <laughs> it's, I remember getting used to that too, because you know, everything else was just, it was just D-pad A and B, but this motherfucker was like whether it was L1, R2, R1, R2, and X, square, circle, triangle, and Yes, the game, 
it games is be X. like games be like press circle to, to cancel be like what who that's in, not uh, B. oh well in playstation in playstation one at least triangle was the back button for american games oh i remember gosh, you, oh. you had to do that in mlb 99 once you were like oh triangle is back and i was like yeah man he oh dude remember. and then in in final fantasy 7 circle was to select and then x was to back out oh nightmare complete nightmare oh, no wonder i couldn't play it you remember when games were like two or three discs long maybe even more even four i heard of that happening but i never personally experienced it oh you never got to experience the multi-disc no nope. uh, case nope oh tommy oh my oh man oh so so yeah, Final Fantasy VII was three discs, Final Fantasy VIII was four discs, uh, Final Fantasy IX was four discs, and there were Jeez. multiple other games that were multiple discs, but basically you'd get this fat fucking jewel case, basically the size of like two jewel cases stacked together, and so you open it, and on that very first flap, I guess, would be a disc, and then there'd be this like little plastic holder in the middle, and it would hold the discs and your manuals and then oh my gosh oh what a what a great awful time <laughs> here's here's a thought that i just had i think opening a playstation one case is the best case to open i i agree with that except That's... for when they get damaged like one of the hinges comes off then it's a nightmare. yeah or it gets yeah or it isn't aligned properly but besides that this is this is great to talk about on a podcast the feel of opening a playstation case. <laughs> those <laughs> are all was. the many senses that you can't experience <laughs> it was, that, those audio. were good cases um i just had another memory so i'm just going to talk about it i had nba 97 or something another sports game that i forgot about until right now and i just found it's another thing that I just found stupid ways to play games because I was alone. I was an only child in a small Iowa town. I would oh. I would play two players, and since I couldn't like control both at the same time, I would just pass the ball in and shoot right away, even though it was like a full court shot. And I would just wherever there would be a rebound, I would shoot again. And I would just pass, shoot, pass, shoot, pass, shoot, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> And I remember going to a cousin's, that same cousin that had the PlayStation, I went over there a lot, and uh, he had his friends over, and I brought my NBA, and I was like, watch, you can play NBA two players by just yourself, and they actually got into it too, and I was like, it is fun, because each player's just chucking full court shots, and like one in every 20 would go in, and we'd be like, ah! Oh, oh my god, that's awesome. And, I, uh... sorry, sorry. They only had one animation for a made basket. It didn't have. It didn't like go off the backboard or bounce around. It only was a swish every time. So that made it like super satisfying. Just a long throw and a perfect splash into the net. Oh, when you say that, oh, this this isn't related to the PlayStation at all. But do you remember in uh, like middle school or high school when we would play those like typing games in computer class? There was that basketball one where you like type yes. a word and he fucking dunks the ball and he'd be like he'd be like nothing but net yes i do remember Dude, those typing games that there was just a, oh gosh, there was a space one too and i don't remember how it works but it's oh. on the edge of my memory and then there was that, that one where you this was probably in elementary school but that one where you climbed like snowy mountain um oh, i forget what it was it was made by sierra that's all i remember oh man sierra made the best school games they really did dude uh, i remember the and incredible then, machine 
I don't remember. There was, oh my gosh, in like the elementary school computer, there was this weird cheerleading game where you would make uh, make routines for them to do, and I could never figure it out. Man, remember Accelerated Reader and being like, oh man, I'm going to earn enough points to get that sweet remote control car that can go up walls. Yeah. And then I'd just be like, I don't want to wait anymore. I, I, I want that, like, I want that inflatable beach ball now. I wanted a remote-controlled car as a kid so bad because, you know, it's the coolest thing in the world. And my parents got the best one they could afford, which was a wired remote control car. The, the car was connected to <laughs> the controller. It had a, a wire that connected from the car to the controller thing, so I had to run along with it as I was driving it. Oh, man. Oh, Tommy. You had the best childhood <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I will say, just like having not the best stuff, really, like, I don't know, it, it makes you appreciate the, the good stuff more. I really appreciate my Xbox Series X and all the crazy stuff it does. That's, that's yeah, that's, I, 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 I didn't, man, I'm stumbling all over the place here. I, I kind of feel that, too, because, yeah, we grew up pretty broke. And uh, the only way I could get new games was either Christmas gift cards or the rare trip to GameStop. But now, like, I'm, I'm buying whatever the hell I want. I know. I got the hell out of there, and I buy whatever I want now. God damn it, I'm a man. <laughs> but I don't have time, Aaron. I don't have the time I had when I was a kid where I could just sit in my room and pass, shoot, pass, shoot, pass, shoot for hours on end. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a great time that was. And then, oh, do you remember... Uh, do you remember Parappa the Rapper? I remember it, but I never experienced it as a kid. I saw it on a demo disc. It wasn't playable on that demo disc. There was a video oh. of it. That was such a wild game too, with the with the onion, uh, uh, the onion guy and the karate gi. Like I never I never played it either. I've just seen, just seen many people play it. And that was one of the highest reviewed PlayStation games too. There were a lot of. It's just. That, that whole era or that whole generation really there was just a lot of weird shit coming out that like that actually I guess kind of kind of shaped games today because I guess without, uh, without all those weird games we wouldn't have found out really what's what sticks and what doesn't yeah like obviously sure. LSD Dream Simulator does not stick <laughs> or Pepsi Man <laughs> or you can't stop Mr. Domino oh man you had fun admit it oh I had a, I actually had a lot of fun it was too difficult but yeah. it was it was genuinely fun and a <laughs> very unique experience. There is nothing like no one can oh, stop man. Mr. Domino. <laughs> Bad Tony's Casino, everybody. You know Welcome, you love it. Grab a seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a reference for the video people. You have to watch it to understand it. So here's, another, here's another one for uh, Mr. At Sega Blocks. If you're listening to this, uh, we're going to, or sorry, At Blocks Sega, we're going to shout out Toomba, everybody. Toomba, that was a series on the PlayStation that was really popular and then just kind of faded but uh yeah Toomba Toomba 2 Toomba was that a platformer yeah I've never played it but it looks looks pretty fun like it's just uh yeah just usual platformer with a little, little caveman guy and hey I'm gonna take an ad break okay. hey don't you people have cell phones yes everyone has cell phones and Aaron what happens when you drop your cell phone breaks yes it breaks so that's why you put a phone case on your phone right right yes sir yep. everyone's got a phone case on their phone what happens when you drop your phone with your phone case you drop the phone case it damages the phone case so we have partnered with cell phone case case 
It is a case for your cell phone case to protect the case so that it doesn't get damaged when you drop it. This is revolutionary technology. It will keep your cell phone case safe from getting damaged. We also have screen protector protectors that you put over your screen protector so that it doesn't get scratched. And in case you want any more security, we have a phone case 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 to protect your phone case case. These are like, like the highest protection you can possibly imagine for your phone. Screen protector protector protectors as well. Just stack them on top of each other. You can't see the screen as well and the phone gets too big for your pocket, but it's safe. It won't get damaged. Check out cell phone case case. They paid us a million dollars for this. Oh man, that is a good one. Do that phone. Oh my gosh, yeah, it definitely won't fit in your pocket, but by God, it's not <laughs> gonna fucking break when it hits that concrete. I used to not, I used to be against cell phone cases and screen protectors. Because they were so big? Well, yeah, and like, I was like, why would I buy a phone just to cover it in something? I, I don't know. That was weird. Now I use cell phone cases because these are so fragile, but. That's true. Yeah, because back in the day, if you had your fat, like, big old fat boy Nokia flip phone, you could just, you could drop that thing out of an airplane and let it hit the ground, and it, it'd be fine. If anything, it would destroy the ground it landed on. Yeah, like, for like sure. Like the Hulk jumping to the, onto the ground. For sure. Uh, how about, here's another, um, here's another good obscure game for, actually, no, you, you should... Uh, oh my gosh. I, I've got should... something. Go for it. I, I just had the name of the game I wanted you to look up again, but I lost it. I'm sorry. Yeah, go <laughs> oh, ahead. That's okay. So, my dad, like, thinking back to him being a gamer, he didn't play a lot of games. Like, he didn't play the NBAs or the Maddens or the MLBs. But, like, I have these memories of him just getting super into something like one thing and just being super into it and i remember he came home one day and was like i got a uh lethal weapon no what's the bruce willis movie with the nakatomi power tower yeah that's uh die hard die hard thank you he was like i got die hard one two and one and two i think he said and i was like oh okay and he like popped the disc open, put a toothpick in there, put a different game in there, and like it started, and then he switched it out real quick. And I was like, "What was that, Dad?" And he was like, "I burned the game onto the CD." <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, "Oh!" And I read about it later, and uh, the PlayStation discs were just normal CD discs, and Double. in order to verify it, at the the game would do like you know those beginning screens the. The, those that was the playstation would authenticate that it's a playstation disc but after that authentication you can switch it out with anything and it'll play it so you just have to play a regular playstation game then you can switch it out with a, a disc that you burned onto a regular old cd that's awesome and he did I that didn't... for die hard one and two <laughs> why couldn't he just buy him <laughs> Because we lived in rural Iowa. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. And like I oh. said, he just he just gets super into things. Like he was like, I this apparently you can do this, so I'm gonna do it. Why did he want Die Hard One and Two so bad for the PS One? Where they just he loves those good? movies. Oh, I got you. Did he did he go out and buy the official Die Hard One and Two Bruce Willis jean jacket and uh, an official Pepsi flavor or something? No, but he had a Bon Jovi jean jacket. 
Your dad is the fucking coolest. I wish. <laughs> he is much less cool <laughs> nowadays. His, gosh. Um, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> oh, so the game I wanted you to look up, it's called Tobal 2. Oh, and, that sounds uh, familiar. And it's a fighting game, basically, where you capture creatures just to fight them. Oops, I typed Trowball. Oh, look at that hair. Oh, I don't like the face he's making. So basically, you're like, yeah, you, you just... You fight monsters, and then you can capture monsters just to fight them. Uh, oh. I had, a, had, like, around 200 characters you could, you could choose to play from, because, yeah, you would just capture all sorts of motherfuckers and just beat the shit out of them. Nice. Um, what? Gosh darn it. I had something, it's gone. You could also look up Darkstone. Darkstone. These are the names of video games. That was that was the one where the I would spawn, <laughs> blast out my spells, and he'd be like, I do not have enough mana. All it's doing is showing wallpapers of gray rocks. Oh, yeah, that's fine then. <laughs> Basically like, like Diablo if Diablo this looks boring. really, really suck. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now I see games. Oh man. I I miss the PlayStation uh the the manuals. I miss PlayStation manuals. Oh yeah, they had they had everything in the manuals. They had you you open it up and it's like, hey, thanks for buying our game, brah. You know, here's yeah. to you. And then there would be like the, the introduction of the story and the characters. Yeah, and little biographies. You know how to play the game, and then it'd be like, oh, here's some hints and tips, and there's a notes section that I, I used quite often because I'm a an, I'm Did a you? total fucking nerd. I was just gonna say that I never use the notes section, and I was confused about what it was for. I used it all the time, but mostly just because I would get sidetracked with like side stuff if a game had side stuff, or like if I there's something important I wanted to, to jot down and not forget. Because I would sometimes, like I do now, I'd hop from game to game, and then uh, and I'd come back to it and be like, "Well, where am I supposed to go?" But not back then because I'd write it down. Um, the Crash Bandicoot One manual had like a guide for the first two levels in it too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It That's was, cool. Uh, yeah, it was not not a lot. Just being like, there was like a paragraph or two, just telling you where to go and what to do. Oh, oh man, did you? No, I already know the. I shouldn't. I shouldn't ask you like that. But yeah, did you? you did you ever later on in your life get to play uh, Resident Evil One on the PS4? Of course not. No, I don't play scary games. I just just thought you might have maybe, but no, uh, uh, I do one, not one play my... any scary games. <laughs> You're gonna. I added like one or two to the list of games you're gonna play. God damn it. <laughs> um, but no, one of the coolest things about the, the PlayStation was like that was, I guess around the time they started doing, uh, they started adding voiceovers and stuff like that. So Resident Evil for sure had some of the campiest, just awfulest voice acting ever. And I guess they do. I've seen I've seen videos of it, and it's like far worse than you can possibly imagine. Imagine the worst voice acting. I like I I don't want to be mean because these are actual people, but oof. Right, that, that's that's why I had to use the word awfulest right there too. It's not even a word, but I had to get that out of there to describe it. Like one of one of my favorite parts with the worst voice voice acting is I think it's like right at the beginning when they get to that big mansion. They're like Barry, where's uh 
very sounding like like Stevie <laughs> from Malcolm in the Middle, really really forcing it like he like he was just running, but he really wasn't. It just sounds like he has one lung. Great. Hold on, I, I'm hold on one second. I'm googling something. I'm holding. I want to see if this existed. No, there was never a Malcolm in the Middle game. <laughs> there should have been. That'd have been awesome. There. Oh my gosh. Big missed opportunity there. I was I was binging that show. I think like a month after we started doing the podcast, and they they play the they play Sega a lot in that fucking show. Like once nice. or twice, you see I... the Sega Saturn. They're playing Sonic R, and then another couple other times, you see them playing Dreamcast, and they're playing like Crazy Taxi or something. It's like yeah, of course, of course the cool show would play the cool console, cool kid console. I'm assuming you're like me, and every time in a TV show or movie someone plays a video game, you have to know what they're playing, and you like judge. Yes. They, you judge how they're using the controller because a lot of the times they just yeah. hit buttons randomly and they're obviously not playing anything. And I'm like, you're a terrible actor. Yeah, like they'll be playing a racing game, but they'll be sitting there like moving the stick left and right, left and right, and then tapping like every single button. It's like, stop it. Moving their hands up and right. down and around. <laughs> they're hanging upside down on the couch. They're just kind of like moving the controller with their body as they sway back and forth. Like, stop it. I'm, I want to read this section of a Crash Bandicoot manual, and as I'm reading it, I want you to imagine what Crash Bandicoot game you think it is. <clears throat> Uka Uka, the evil twin of Aku Aku, both ancient witch doctor spirit, has thrown down a final challenge to his brother. This challenge will decide the fate of the world once and for all. Will Aku Aku's eternal light prevail, or will Uka Uka command a forever darkened world? The challenge is a contest of various arena-based battles. <laughs> uh, was it Crash Bash? Yeah, it's Crash Bash, but they just, like, okay. they give this, like, background story of, like, this will decide the fate of the world. It's arena-based battles. <laughs> <laughs> the fate of the world. Yeah, if you can't beat me in this button-mashing contest in Mario Party, I'm gonna burn down your house. <laughs> the fate Hawk. of my family depends on it. Aku Aku unveils his team. Crash Bandicoot, his brainy little sis Coco, and Tiny and Dingo Dial? Yup, you heard that oh, right. They have been Dingo persuaded Dial. to leave Cortex's side and join forces with Crash. <laughs> I forgot about all the sweet characters there were from, from that series. Dingo Dial, dude. Oh my half god. Half Dingo, half Crocodile. I remember in, um, I think no this this one wasn't for the ps1 uh, it was crash tag team racing where you could like mash yeah. the two vehicles together and shit um tiny was i think voiced by mr t or he was voiced to sound like mr t hey! like, like, take that meat back it was great tiny was my favorite of the um crash Bandicoot characters because he was one of the fastest in crash team racing Dude, i would use him couldn't turn worth a crap but no boy was he fast it was, uh, who was the doctor with the missile stuck in his head? That's, uh, uh, oh my gosh. Cortex is the main bad guy, right? Yeah, there's Cortex, and then there's, a uh, Enbrio. It's not Enbrio, is it? Why can't I think of this? I feel so bad. Uh, um, fuck it. Crash <laughs> villains. I know, I'm doing it too. Enjin. Oh. <laughs> Dr. Enjin. God damn it. We were so close. And, and don't forget Dr. Entropy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was from, that was the, from uh, Crash, Crash 3. 3, wasn't it? Yeah. Uka Uka What's is up? just Aku Aku backwards for those who 
you know, Retina kind of thing, I guess. <laughs> or the, the Domino's Noid was in a Crash Bandicoot game. What? What? Uh, hold on. Uh. Oh, wait, never mind. It was just in a stupid. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, what does this have to do with Crash Bandicoot? I'm seeing it too, no, the, it's on... Oh, he was used just in a uh, Crash Bandicoot on the run mobile game or some shit like that. I played that. I played that for a long time. God, I'm so disappointed. I know, but it was... I don't know, man, I just... I wanted, I wanted a new Crash Bandicoot. It was an endless runner, like a temple run, but Crash Bandicoot themed. I guess that kind of fits his, his game style. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Uh, I haven't played Crash Bandicoot 4, though, because it's not on Game Pass. I don't see why it's not. Right? What's, Every game should be I on had, Game Pass. I had so many other games in my mind that I wanted to talk about, but I it's so early that we're doing this, I forgot. Um, oh, uh, oh man, Xenogears, the game that basically started the whole Xenoblade. And, and, Wait, I guess really? Xeno Saga as well, but yeah, Xenogears. That started um, on PlayStation? Yeah. What's and what's weird about that one too is, um, so I mean it's it, it's an awesome game, but I guess like due to it was like due to budget restraint or yeah budget cuts and a bunch of other, or yeah budget cuts and like a big old time crunch they had to basically scrap the se- I think it was like the second half or the second third of the game instead of actually being the rest of of Xeno Gears it was instead like a visual novel kind of thing. Wait, and, really? Uh, and that that sucked. Yeah. Wait, sorry, I was... You said the final third of the game was, a like, a, a novel? Yeah, it was... So, so the, the second disc, I believe it was, because, um, again, due to uh, budget cuts and, uh, and time crunches and shit like that, they basically they had to hurry along to finish the rest of the game. So instead of making it, like, the rest of the game, like Xenogears, they instead had to cut it down to, like, a, uh, a visual novel kind of thing where you just read text and shit and that told like the rest of the story and whatnot that is wild it sucks man you know what could it what could have fucking been like it could have been great because that the rest of the game was awesome because it was just the, the story was like really really good they were like just it was just loaded with mysteries and shit and then the combat was basically like a mix of a turn-based game and a fighting game because you would push buttons to do a combo and then there were parts where you could go into a fucking mech suit and just tower over other enemies and like little monsters on the field and shit then again yeah. fighting game style stuff you just fight other mechs and it was great and then you get to the second disc and it's like it's just like here's a bunch of text I guess <laughs> one of my friends gave me a Gran Turismo and you can't start racing until you earn your license by doing oh, yeah. all these little challenges. I couldn't do it. I, I never, there was one that was just a circle. The track was just a circle and I could not stay on the track while also like getting the time that you needed. I kept going off the side or I kept being too slow. It was way, way too realistic. Oh, um, that reminds me of the, of the driver series. I, I forget exactly which one we we used to play but there was one driver game on the on ps1 that was basically we didn't have grand theft auto because we sucked so uh so we had driver and you could just run around jack cars and like crash them and like ramp them and stuff like that and that was that was great that's basically grand theft auto now but 
It was great. I was just going to say, isn't it? Grand Theft Auto was on the PlayStation, but it was not the Grand Theft Auto of today, right? No, yeah, it was it was top down oh, and, like, and, uh, so and 2D. Or, yeah, top down, like 2D, basically. A top down crime game. And then they made one for DS crime that was game. the same style, right? What a weird... Yeah, the, the, the Chinatown Wars or some shit like that. Gosh, they had a Grand Theft oh. Auto game for DS. That's so weird. That's right. And then, yeah, and then the Persona series started on the, on the PS1, but it didn't get huge until until 3 and 4 on the PS2. Of course. Um, just there another... Radically... Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say another... I'm looking at the games in Harvest Moon. Uh, that was a game that my cousin had, and we read in the manual that, like, one of the girls in town would be at a place at a certain time, and we were like, "If you if you go there, is, is she there?" And we went, and she was, and our mind was blown that like a person could be at a place that at a certain time in a certain day of the week. We were like, "Oh, well, yeah." I guess it was about that time they started doing night and well, no, I guess they've always done night and day cycles in certain games, but yeah, that, that shit was really really cool. Oh, oh, and and uh, Castlevania sympathy Symp not sympathy symphony Sympath of the night was uh first sympathy of the dawn <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that, that kicked off the whole uh egovania uh kind of shit and thank god for that so there was okay i have a question for you yes. there was a castlevania for nintendo 64 as well but it was like all, it was all 3d and stuff yeah why castlevania because the one uh, on the PlayStation was was side scrolling, right? Yeah, the yeah Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Why did they make a three D one? They. I don't know if uh, if Koji Igarashi was on the Nintendo sixty four one or not, but um, like Symphony of the Night was when was when Koji took over and basically like I guess shaped it into what we know now with with the whole. Uh, with the whole Symphony of the Night formula, where it's just free roaming, J uh, like RPG kind of style, but yeah, I looked it up, and yeah, he's not anywhere on that. So they probably wanted that to be more of like a traditional Castlevania, like linear stage to stage kind of kind of progression system, as opposed to the uh, more exploration based. I don't know. I see a skeleton on a motorcycle in Castlevania '64. Oh, that one wins. That's <laughs> that's badass. Obviously, the superior game. It's just, it's crazy how... Because, I mean, obviously the PlayStation had just a shit ton of games, but it's wild how some of them just kind of faded into nothing, but then a lot of them are still, like, they really shaped games today. Like, uh... Yeah. Um, oh, and then Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. And how they, they will never, ever, ever, ever make Mega Man Legends 3 because... Fuck us, I guess. <laughs> this yep. is gonna forever end you with Mega Man on the moon. <laughs> Poor Mega I'm, Man, he's still stuck up there on the moon. Never, Poor never guy. played a Mega Man game. Never, not even, not, not a even, single not one. Not even once. Nope. It's just like Castlevania. I've never played a Castlevania either. Gosh. I've just got, I've got these huge blind spots in my gaming history, like massive blind spots. There's, there's a lot of games we're gonna have to make you play. Like you're gonna have to play mm -hmm. Dino Crisis and Parasite Eve. Um. Dino Crisis is, is essentially Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. I do like dinosaurs, um, and so that, that's going to be sweet. And then we'll have to play Parasite Eve because it's a it's a, like an RPG, uh, turn based horror game, which is wild. Oh, that's cool. Whoa, yeah, that's a lot of words. Are there any? Uh, 
Give me some. Give me some deck building games. Just kidding. Those didn't exist yet. I'm sure they did, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Just the typical. I'm sure there was a Yu-Gi-Oh game. Oh, oh, Digimon World. Have you played any of them? No. Uh. Oh, there were there was. There was what? Uh. Yeah, there was three of them on the PS One. I'm pretty sure, but you really haven't played any of them. No, uh, I, ne I never played any Digimon games because I. They were too uncool at our school. Oh my god, that's true, yeah. It's, it's wild how we'll, we'll circle back to what I'm, to another thing I'm gonna say, but it's so wild how a lot of the things that we got made fun of for being uncool in school are now, like, like Pokemon, everybody loves Pokemon now. Everybody's open about it, like, hey, what's your favorite Pokemon? Go to somebody in Starbucks, hey, what's your favorite Pokemon? They're gonna say fucking, uh, they're gonna say gas leak or something stupid, but back then it was like what pokemon i'm not i'm not a nerd what yeah oh Get out absolutely here. like uh i have two pokemon masks uh that i wear or wore and those got far more compliments than any of my other masks and that made me special but yeah in school i could not tell anyone that i played pokemon like it was literally a secret that i had yep oh man um but what i was going to say was that we're gonna there's i'm gonna put together a list of game oh i guess another list of games that uh that I experienced and want you to experience for the first time, and I guess you could, you could do the same for me. If, if I'm oh, sure you got a bunch. sports games coming your way. Oh man, we're you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna play NASCAR '99. You're gonna be flirting with disaster because that's the song that plays every time you get to the menu. <laughs> I love all the cheesy songs they put the sports <laughs> games. Like I remember um, this one hockey game on the PS1. Maybe it was the PS2. But like as soon as you turn the game on, it's blaring like Black Betty or something. <laughs> oh, what game was it? Boy, I'm sure no hockey dudes listen to Black Betty in their spare time. One of the Tiger Woods games for GameCube. The only licensed song they got was "The Way You Move" by Outkast. So every time <laughs> you go to the menu, that's the song that it would play. Um, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Um. Uh, just another random 90s PlayStation memory. I spent a lot of time on GameFAQs.com. Oh, yeah. And CheatCodes.com, more specifically. That's where oh, we, oh man, CheatCodes.com. And I submitted something to CheatCodes.com that got published for my NBA game. Yeah, I oh, called yeah. it an Easter egg. Um, you could create a player and, like, customize it and whatever. And if you went in and deleted the player it would do an animation of the player falling down which didn't happen anywhere else in the game so i like submitted it to them i was like hey here's an easter egg if you delete your player they fall down and they published it and i felt like the coolest person in the world for having a cheat code or a, an easter egg on cheatcodes.com that is really cool because that's yeah that's around the world people are seeing that that's yeah, awesome yeah yeah all right oh another 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 cool game for you jade cocoon uh and this this one was actually uh Ron from high school told me all about this one. It's basically PlayStation's cooler Pokemon. Um, yeah, Jade Cocoon. You just catch monsters in cocoons, I believe it was. And then there was a lot of Pokemon clothes on there, too. There was, uh, there was Azure Dreams. I forget what the other ones were, but way too many Pokemon clones. They actually did it pretty well, though. I'm, I'm just so everyone knows. I went to cheatcodes.com and went to NBA Live '97, and 
my Easter egg isn't there. They redesigned what? the page, and it looks like looks like it's not there. Those sons of bitches. I know. It's really disappointing. We'll challenge them to NASCAR '99, and if we win, they put it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Who even owns Cheatcodes.com? Whoever he is, or she, I bet they're they're very. I don't want to say rich, but like, what's the middle ground there? Um, they're doing all right. Yeah, uh, I'm they're, gonna they're, I'm gonna have to go little... into the Wayback Machine and see if I can find it. <laughs> I'll post oh. it on Twitter if I find it. Do you, do you remember Wild Arms, the the Wild Wild West RPG? Nope. <laughs> mm. I'm starting to list right now, Tommy. You're you're really hurting me. I would say go. the same, but I understand you. Oh, look at these little cute little characters. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say that you're hurting me as a my bad. So here we go. Oh, I was gonna I didn't finish my sentence. I was gonna say you're hurting me, but I understand why you don't play didn't play sports games back then. <laughs> oh, what else did I say? Parasite E Fuck it, we'll put Toomba on there. I never played a Toomba either, but for the sake of App Block Sega, we'll have you play a Toomba. They look fun. I will say, uh, your recommendation of Final Fantasy IX was a good one. I played most of it and loved it. There's just... Oh, man. There's just so much about Final Fantasy IX that's just perfect, though. Oh, my gosh. It, it's hard to not love that game. The visuals, perfect. I mean, being a late PlayStation game, they kind of had, like, perfected the technology, but music, perfect. Gameplay, perfect. All the battles, perfect. Except for... Except for the one in Cooch's Castle, where was it? Your your it basically reverses all your stats and makes you like your strongest character, your uh, your weakest, and then vice versa. That's yeah, sad. I even I played that a couple years ago, and even playing it for the first time, I was like, "Wow, this looks good. This looks great for a PlayStation game. How did they do this?" Because I was expecting it to look like Final Fantasy VII, which is Block City. And it's weird because you get in um, Final Fantasy VIII right there in the middle between seven and, and nine, and it's like, kind of looks like shit, but it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it makes sense. They polish that turd a bit more. And I'm not saying Final Fantasy VII is a turd. I'm just saying the graphics are very blocky. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. We'll add that too. Oh man. Yeah, that's uh. I don't. I'm basically just going through games and listing off the ones I remember, but uh, that's about all I had. That's basically it. I mean, I think it's it's when we talked about the Nintendo Wii, it was just like crazy how much outside of the system and games stuff that Nintendo had with it, with peripherals and crazy things. And PlayStation really was like a console for games. It's it's not really a big surprise that they that it was successful and led to more consoles because. They just filled it with games and influential games, and yeah, good, good. I'm glad that the PlayStation existed. For real, there was. I can't imagine my uh, my gaming tastes being the same that they are now without the PlayStation. Because yeah, a lot of the a lot of the games that I play now are, well, yeah, a lot of the games I, I prefer to play now are ones that I have ex experienced or played on the PlayStation. Yeah. What, did uh during that generation uh like i know i didn't i didn't know anybody at all that had like a sega saturn but did you know no. anybody or even 
have heard of that fucking thing? I no, genuinely, I didn't know. I had no thoughts about the Sega Saturn until we did the Sega episode. I could not really? like if you would have told me what came between the Genesis and the Dreamcast. I there's nothing in my brain for that. Right on. That's. <laughs> I kind of wish that general. I kind of there are times where I wish I could go back in time and be like my my adult self, like my twenty year old self around yeah, that time because I sure. definitely would have would have wanted to experience more of all these goofy games, especially the. the like I don't, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan in the world of the N64. Like it's, it's it's all right to me. It's got Paper Mario and Mario Party and Mario Kart, but I kind of would much prefer to have the one of the RPGs and shit that you see on the Saturn and the and the PS1. Yeah, and it's different playing the games back then than now. Like I almost feel like you can't play the games now to experience what it was like back then because games are just so much more different so much more advanced that it just makes them really hard to play that and a lot of those games are either like lost to time or like they're just impossible to get because there's a lot of a lot of games that we'll never get to play because they're either i mean obviously you can emulate games but that's bad that's that's illegal but it's a lot of a lot of games like there, there's some really really expensive games out there like the original persona on ps1 It'd be cool to own a physical copy of it, but it's like a thousand dollars. And uh, and companies, well, no, I guess they have re-released it on the PSP, but like that's it. I really just don't understand why companies, these major video game companies, don't get into emulation. Like people will pay money for these old games. Real, just either release your own emulator and and let people, let people pay. To, oh, I guess this would be the fucking virtual console or the, or the PS1 classic. I mean, or yeah, it was. But, the virtual console was great. Like, I don't, I don't see why they don't do it. Like, it, it, I guess it, it really doesn't... It's not... Oh, I, I, I'm stumbling on myself again here. It, it doesn't seem like a lot of work to just rip a ROM off of a fucking CD or something. Or uh, I, I'm not an expert by any means, but... It really doesn't seem that hard to rip a ROM off of a game, and then you can just distribute that ROM to people. Be like, hey, five bucks, you can play it. And it's yours. The only problem is, what do I know? It's super obvious that Sony is. It's very important to them that they make money and as much money as possible. So I'm sure the math just doesn't add up for the time spent and money made, because they can sell The Last of Us for seventy dollars. That's true. Which is which, unfortunate. Yeah. And kind of good on Microsoft, though, for, for making, like, original Xbox games available on mm-hmm. on modern hardware. Cause that, that, that's kinda, and, and even, like, upscaling them and kind of fixing them a little bit. Like, that's that's really, really sweet. But sadly, yeah, there, there's just... There's a lot of consoles that have just gone... Yeah. Well, consoles and games have just gone neglected. Like, like the GameCube and the Saturn, they're just lost. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. It's a real shame. It is. But yeah, uh, do you have anything else to say about the Sony PlayStation? Uh, either then we got really, oh, kind of off topic there. But no, that's yeah, PlayStation One. Uh, I loved it. It was great console. Uh, great. Yeah. So feel free to uh, reach out on Twitter. We had a oh, let me let me. I, I say to reach out on Twitter, and then I don't actually say people that have because someone actually 
gave us their top games from each console, so I feel like we should read that. Oh yeah, and it was one of our good Twitter buddies too. Uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter to tell us your favorite PlayStation thing. We actually had someone, after listening to our last episode, Favorite Games on Each Console, the Elder Trolls Gaming Podcast gave us uh, their list of favorite games from each console. So I'm just going to read through that real quick, if that's okay, Aaron. Yeah. So, for Nintendo, NES, they picked Super Mario Bros. 2, Game Boy, Pokemon Blue, Super NES, Harvest Moon, PlayStation 1, Final Fantasy 7, Nintendo 64, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, PlayStation 2, Grand Theft Auto 3, PlayStation 3, Uncharted 2, <laughs> Xbox One slash Series X, Red Dead Redemption 2, and PS5, Uncharted 4. I remember that, because he, he, he replied again and said that uh, he tried really hard to not put Harvest Moon for every single console. <laughs> I was like, I, I would have a hard time, too. <laughs> I, uh, Uncharted 2, that's a good pick. I, I really enjoyed Uncharted 2 on the PlayStation 3. That was a big game for me. And By the way, you're an, o- you're an Ocarina guy? I'm, a, I'm an Ocarina guy. Like, it's Tomato Tomorrow. I, I am not either of those, because I, I played, like, the first 40 minutes and then gave up, because I, I was a little baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't ever played through that game. I, I got kind of kind of tired of, of 3D Zelda games, but uh, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, so feel free to reach out on Twitter, Super Pause Saga. Tell us about your PlayStation memories or 90s memories even. I love those. Yes. Uh, you can email us at superpodsaga at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. Guess what? It's called Super Pod Saga. We have a Facebook page, which has followers from Russia now. <laughs> so yep. you, can, you can join them. And uh, I'm going to make a TikTok the next time I buy Bond Me. So look forward to that. I know Ooh. that doesn't make sense now, but it's a good idea. <laughs> what else I, uh, I, I also I slapped the uh, the link tree back into our Twitter and Instagram and Facebook bios. So yeah, if you ever you ever go on there, you can find everything we're on. You know, Twitter, all that stuff. You can there's a link to our website as well if you want to listen to all of our stuff on there. And, um, the YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube. Yeah, look at look at our. I'm I'm gonna. I need to get rest of our uh, our episodes up on there but otherwise yeah those gameplays are still coming strong we're tommy's gonna play castlevania 2 today aren't you yes i was going to play it last night but D went until 11 30 holy piss <laughs> um but would you like to know what we're going to talk about next week yes i actually had to like look at our past episodes because i had thought we had already talked about this but we didn't um Ooh. Unless we did and I just missed it, let me know and I've got other topics. Um, I would like to discuss our favorite worlds, like our the best worlds to explore and just experience, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm talking like I'm talking like open worlds, not just like the 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 story lore or whatever, but like the actual physical worlds to explore. Oh, I get you. Okay, that makes sense. So we're going to talk about that next week. That's going to be a good one. Look forward to Worlds, baby. That's right. Worlds the game. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening, wonderful listeners. There's like more and more of you every week, and I love it. (laughs) That's right. Keep interacting with us. And um, yeah, again, Linktree, follow that motherfucker. It'll take you to everything we're on. Whatever you want, it's there. If not, let us know, and we'll get on it. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.